Can you believe that just happened? I mean, if you have a hat, toss it to the ice. Oh, yeah. Just like that. You're locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ooh, look at that hat hair. <laughs> Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, reminding you that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to 100 bucks back on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's term of use for details. Well... What a night at the Ponda. It was opening night. Well, really, the Ducks home opener at the Ponda on Sunday night. That was a fun one. And even though I watched this one most on TV, I have a lot of thoughts just on the weekend in general. Because the Ducks finally started playing hockey. Hallelujah. The Ducks were the last team in the West to start playing hockey First a game at Vegas, then a game at home against the Hurricanes. But my one, my biggest takeaway from both these games, and I don't want to start off on a negative, but I'm going to start off on my biggest takeaway for this weekend. The defense is still giving up a lot of shots. Yes, the Ducks did get a big victory against the Hurricanes. They also lost to the defending Stanley Cup champion, the Vegas Golden Knights, who, by the way, are looking pretty good right now. Vegas has been kind of dominant again, and they start off with the perfect record again. Vegas is 3-0 this season so far, beating the Ducks, Sharks, and Kraken, you know, Kraken are decent, but the Sharks and Ducks, not very good teams. All of those games, 4-1. to one. But in that first game, the Ducks allowed not 39 shots. They took one shot back, so it wound up being 38 shots against. So, hey, the Ducks didn't allow 40 shots. Yeah! Huh. Then they allowed 35 shots against the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, to be fair, the Ducks did allow three goals in this one. They did score six against the Hurricanes, though. But defense is still... It needs improvement. It needs a little bit of improvement. At least it's looking slightly better than last year. So while the defense has looked shaky at times, there are some differences between the defense this year and the defense last year. I'm talking about defense to start off this. Well, yeah, that's my biggest takeaway. The biggest takeaway right now is something that I say all the time, let the kids play. And they are playing. Jamie Drysdale, Jackson Lacombe, Pavel Mintikov, those three young guys, 21, or yeah, not all 21 under, but they're all young players. And so far, they're doing fairly well. And I do like what Greg Cronin is doing with the defensemen. They're letting them learn from their mistakes. Drysdale very solid. He's on a pairing with veteran, you know, Cam Fowler. Jackson Lacombe. 
He's on a line with Gudas, the big hitter. Mindyakov on a line with Labushkin. So what Greg Cronin is doing is he's taking the three young defensemen, pairing them up with veterans. Not to, I mean, that is a good thing and a, no, it's mostly a good thing because Lacombe did make a couple mistakes. Mintyakov did have a couple of little mistakes here and there. There was at least two occasions in two different, twice in two different games where he was a little bit too aggressive on the puck or he was pinching too much. So he had his defensive line mate to help him out. But that's how you learn. That's how you learn from your mistakes is you take those chances and try to do the best you can. And to be honest, I actually really like Mintikov's aggressiveness. Sometimes a little bit too aggressive. Sometimes he will get overzealous along the red line, but that that's okay. That's okay because I would rather have someone not be passive. I would rather have someone just go into those dirty areas or at least try to get into some of those dirty areas, but at least have your defensive pairing mate try to make up for some of those overzealous mistakes because that did that did happen a lot. The Ducks did allow 73 shots on goal over two games, already averaging 37, almost 37 shots allowed per game. Yeah, that's not super good right now, folks. In fact, um, that's, again, and, you know, beaten, you know, beaten this with a dead horse, broken record. The Ducks are allowing a lot of shots. And they did that all of last season. And they're doing it again this season. Shots allowed so far. Yes, it's only two games. The only teams that have allowed more shots than the Ducks right now are, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are, meh. The Coyotes, well, not the Coyotes. The Blackhawks, okay, they're rebuilding a little bit. Uh, Tampa's surprising, but Tampa's injured. The Wild, and no surprise here, the team by far allowing the most shots, the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks are going to be terrible this year, folks. They're going to be dreadful. But the Ducks are, they're, they're kind of there right now. They're allowing too many shots. They're also allowing too many high danger chances once again. Gibby tried to bail them out a few times. Actually, Gibby couldn't really help them all that much because the high danger chances they allowed, 14 against Vegas, they allowed only 9 high danger chances against the Hurricanes. So defense did pick it up a little bit, but that is still among the higher end of the NHL right now. That's one thing they got to shore up. That's one thing they need to fix. If this team is going to be successful in the long run, they've got to fix those little mistakes and really try to, you know, drive home the defense and tighten up, especially in that home run area. So while I'm thrilled with the win, you know, because I mean, I need to look at the big picture. Still got to improve on that. I want to see the Ducks improve. I want to see them make marked improvements. And Greg Cronin in putting the youngsters with the vets 
It's a good move. The youngsters are going to learn from those vets. And I think eventually down the line, maybe not right away, but maybe later on in the season, you'll begin to see some better active sticks, some better decision-making for the defenseman. So, you know, it's not a negative thing, folks. I'm not being negative here. I'm saying for the long run, what Cronin's doing is good. What he's doing is fine. I like it so far. But it's it's learn it's a learning curve here. All right. We're going to head into the first intermission. I got to talk about both games. I'll talk for a minute about the Vegas game and then you're going to just see me go nuts. So I'll talk about those games on the other side. And now a word from Sleeper. <laughs> We're not falling asleep from that last game. Yes, Sleeper is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. And, okay, who had Frank Vetrano scoring a hat trick? If you had the Sleeper app and you had Frank Vetrano scoring a hat trick, you would have won a lot of money because... Sleeper is, you know, a great DF, uh, DFH app where you can play daily fantasy hockey. And there's so many possible scenarios this season and a chance to win big. And if you put it all on Vetrano scoring a hat trick on opening night, oh boy, you would have had a night to remember. So with studs like Vetrano, hey, Troy Terry could get the next hat trick. Trevor Zegers get the next hat trick. Mason McTavish, he could get one too. So all you got to do is pick more or less on stats for those Star Ducks players. Choose from the stats and more. You heard me, Ducks fans. A hundred times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a hundred bucks match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. After that incredible game on Sunday... That was, that was a fun one, but we got to talk briefly about Saturday's game, and I'll get to that very briefly, folks. Uh, it was one to forget. The Ducks were rewarded with playing the Vegas Golden Knights on their season opener in Vegas. Vegas has been around for about six years. Do you know how many times the Anaheim Ducks have won in Las Vegas? You ready for this? One, two, th- two. No, that 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 that's it, folks. The Ducks have only won two times in six plus years. Oh, it's so bad. And the Ducks have played there a plethora of times, and they've only won twice. As soon as I saw on the schedule, the Ducks are opening in Vegas. All right, there's a loss. Yep. Chalk that one up. We we knew that was coming. Vegas, the defending cup champions, 
They are still a fantastic team, still one of the best offensive teams in the league, still one of the best defensive teams in the league. I don't think we talk enough about Vegas's defense. They're very stingy. They do not allow a whole lot of shots on goal. They're almost leading the league in shots allowed so far this season, but they're a perfect 3-0. And that last win came at the hands of the not-so-mighty Ducks. Gibby did get the start. For what it's worth, the expected goals were about what Gibby allowed. The expected goals were 4.4 for Vegas, and Vegas scored four times. So, hey, John Gibson did what he was expected. And the high-danger shots, there, there, there was a lot. There was a lot of high-danger chances for the Vegas Golden Knights. They just waltzed their way into the zone whenever possible. The one, the one bright spot for the Ducks in this game was towards the end. I mean, yes, it was garbage time. Yes, this game was over. But hey, Mason McTavish got his first goal of the season. He scored the Ducks' opening goal. Woohoo! On assist from my guy JD and Ryan Strom. So Jamie Drysdale, first point of the season. Mason McTavish, first goal of the season. Didn't really matter. Ducks lost 4-1. to Gibby, okay. The high danger save percentage, 778. Still pretty good. Two of those high danger goals. Not really Gibby's fault. Just not really good defense in that one. That was kind of... Not so good loss. Okay. Now let's talk about the game that I really want to talk about. That's the game against the Carolina Hurricanes. It was opening night at the Ponda. The Ducks wore their, you know, admittedly pretty cool looking 30th jerseys. And, okay, I love this jersey. This is this is still a jersey that I've had for, oh God. I won't say exactly how long. Somehow it still fits me, but I got this when I was still, you know, in grade school. And I bought it really big. So the arms, you know, don't fit quite as well, but, you know, it still fits around the body and has this cool little shoulder patch, which was the inspiration for the 30th anniversary jerseys this season. So they wore the old school eggplant and jade, but they call it plum. I, I, I see what you're doing, ducks. You're doing something here. There's a reason you're calling it Plum, but all the OG fans know that it is Eggplant and Jade. Oh, yeah. So they wore those cool 30th jerseys, and they they looked better on the ice than they did in pictures. Just normal pictures of the jersey. The whole outfit looks good on there, but let's talk about the game itself. Duck started off firing on this one. Thanks in small parts to Auntie Ronta getting the start for the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, he struggled in this one. And it could have easily been one nothing very, very early in the game. Um, Stromer, he set up Vetrano. Perfect, perfect pass. You know, kind of in that high danger area. And Vetrano just barely missed it. And there was a big, juicy rebound 
but McTavish couldn't get to it. Okay, so Vetrano could have made it 1-0 right away. Ah, not quite. But hey, you know what? The first goal of the night came on a sweet pass from Brett Leeson to captain, well, not captain, former captain of the goals, but Sam Carrick, who had a little bit too much fight in him against the Vegas Golden Knights. He wound up getting in the penalty box a lot in Vegas. He got the opening goal for the Ducks, 1-0 early on. And then later, (laughs) Frankie went five-hole, folks. He went five-hole on Ranta from a kind of, not a bad angle, but not a great angle. And that made it 2-0 very early on. Then right after that, we got some first point alerts. Yeah. First, Pavel Mintyakov scored his first NHL goal. Congratulations, Minty, on getting your first NHL goal. Bravo. Minty with his first NHL goal and on the assist with his first NHL point. Jackson Lacombe. Ooh, boy. Yeah. So Jackson Lacombe, first NHL point. Minty, first NHL goal. Mwah! Thing of beauty. Oh, and a Stromer got the assist on that one as well. So right away, first period, 3 nothing. Ooh, that was fun. You know what else was fun in that first period? Seeing a little bit of that fight. We saw a little bit of scuffling between uh, Stefan Nason and Mason McTavish. That was cool. Brendan Lemieux, he tried to get in there. Okay, didn't like Brendan Lemieux being the third man in. And then Minty stepped in right away and wanted a piece of Lemieux. And uh, the the ref stopped this one. I so wanted to see Minty take on Lemieux and just pummel him. Can you imagine how much more energized the crowd would have been than they already were? I mean, yeah, they were already pumped. But, ooh, I would have loved to have seen Minty take on Lemieux. Mm, wanted it so bad. But either way, 3 nothing at the end of one period. And it continued after that. Because in the second period, got some more scoring. After Dostal made some incredible saves, it was, I think, this was, this was a nice goal. The fourth one. Oh boy. I will say, Minty's goal was good. That one was fine. I really, really liked uh, Frankie's goal after that. Frankie's second goal. From the high danger area. Inside the faceoff dot. Great setup. Great, great setup. I think I really liked the pass from Stromer. But it was right on the tape of Frankie. So that made it 4-1. That I think was the perfect pass right there. Alright, I'm going to talk a little bit more about, more about this game. Continue just uh, talking about the hat trick. And, you know, just some more thoughts on that first home game. Stay locked in. Now let's talk about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and Patience, patience underlined if you're a Ducks fan. 
What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that W just like the Ducks did on Sunday. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, excluding supply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to the show. To the podcast, really. Locked on Anaheim Ducks is the name of the podcast. The name of the host is me, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Public address announcer for the Firebirds. Also had the honor of doing PA for the Anaheim Ducks earlier this month. Got to see some fantastic players up close. Got to see some of the young kids playing up close. They were good. But you know who was better was Frank Vetrano. It was Frankie's night. A night to really remember here. Let's talk about the last one. The sixth goal for the Ducks. Now it was 5-2, 5-3. Fowler, empty net. Okay, that one was fine. Fowler got his goal. But then, Ronto was pulled again. And Frank Vitrano bullseye. Right down the middle. Hits the net. And the hats come flying down. This was, by the way, the first hat trick for an opening night in Ducks history. The Ducks have now had 30 opening nights at home. I can't believe we hadn't had a hat trick up until now. So congrats to Frank Vetrano on the hat trick. Ducks win it 6-3. to three. And so many kind of cool things about the hat trick. First time for the Ducks at home. Frank Vetrano is on pace for a hundred. <laughs> I say this jokingly. He's on pace for 123 goals this season. Oh my. He's not going to get there, folks. Maybe he'll get 122. <laughs> really kidding, folks. But Vetrano, we know he's capable of having some big nights. Um, you saw it before with the Florida Panthers. You know he can have those. By the way, with that hat trick, that is now his fourth hat trick in his career. He had one earlier this year, last season with the Ducks. He had a hat trick at Colorado. Okay. He also had a hat trick with the Panthers. This one I did remember. I really remembered this one because I happened to be watching this game. That's why I said, yeah, we know we've had him had big games with the Florida Panthers. That hat trick was against the Blackhawks. That was a big win for the Panthers at the time. And also, he single-handedly gave the Panthers the win that night. 
And then his first one, all the way back when he was a Boston Bruin, December 18th, 2015, at Pittsburgh. So this was his first home hat trick. So this is the first time that he actually got to see the hats raining down for him. And judging by what we saw on TV, he soaked this one in. He soaked this one in like the Italiano that he is. Frankie, way to go, buddy. Yeah, soak it in, baby. You were by far the best player of the weekend. You were the number one star of the weekend. Ah, chef's kiss. Frank Vetrano. Frankie, we love you. I hope he can eclipse the mark that he set last year. Last season with the Ducks, he had 41 points. That's a career high. Yeah, I think he can eclipse that. I I think he could even get 50 points this season. <gasps> Whoa, J, JD, did you really just say Yeah. His career high is 41. Yeah. 50-point season. I'll I'll predict it right now. He's off to a good start right now. Three goals. Career high in goals is 24. He can get that too. So far, off to a good start. You'll love to see it, folks. I've got so much more to talk about this game, so I'll give just some final thoughts. Um, I thought Mintikov was fine in this game. Um, I did say earlier on that I was still unsure about him on the roster. Yeah, forget all that. No. Minty belongs in the league. He does. And I think having him with the Vets is so going to help him in the long run. I love what Greg Cronin is doing. And speaking of Greg Cronin, did you catch the little, you know, playful ribbing, the playful, not punching, but just playful like, yeah, way to go, that Trevor Zegras was giving Greg Cronin. Z was the first one on the bench to go up to Greg Cronin, give him some pats, and congratulate him on his first NHL coaching victory. So hats off to you. I, I mean, I tossed my hat already. But hats off to Greg Cronin, first of many NHL victories. And speaking of Greg Cronin, I do like some of the scheming that he's doing as far as I would say as far as how he's managing his defense so far. This is something that I've been used to with the Colorado Eagles. And how he, I guess, mixes and matches in a way where it's going to help the team in the long run. I I so love how Cronin is starting the season. Ducks fans, there's hope. Hope springs eternal. So I like what Cronin is doing so far. All right, that's going to do it for this particular podcast. I think next podcast, I'm going to talk more about opening night and about all the other stuff going on because I got to talk about 21st Duck. I always talk about that every season. So that'll be coming on the next podcast. Also later on this week, we're going to meet this year's San Diego Gulls. And we're going to talk about the Gulls' successful weekend that they had just down the street at Toyota Arena. So, you know, that's partially why I wasn't at the Ducks game, didn't watch the whole game. Because, you know, in Ontario, catching the Gulls, the Gulls look pretty good. Ontario, I've said this many times already, Ontario just does not look good. 
and this is going to be a long season for Ontario San Diego Gulls fans. There's hope for y'all. But that's coming on later this week. All right. That'll do it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, etc., etc. You can find me on the Twitter sphere at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to drop me a line, if you want to email me, you can do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I would love to hear from y'all. I like getting emails. And hey, thanks for making Locked On Anaheim Ducks your first listen every day. Thank you all once again. Really appreciate it. Thanks for all the support. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. <laughs>